Everybody Suffers, so how can I pray for you? Welcome to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. This podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Quibejo. And first I'll say that this the topic of today's episode is why should we pray to Mary? And sort of as an apologetics, like, you know, why do you Catholics pray to Mary? But also for those of you who are Catholic, just like why you should pray to Mary. So the podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the genocide of Rwanda of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary Mary gave this warning of the genocide more than 10 years before it happened, which confirmed, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked, or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about. And so in this episode, I shared recently the the benefit that I experienced of praying to the Holy Spirit. And and so, you know what, I should probably add that to my the, the, the podcast episodes and just say, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to bring to mind whatever it is you want me to say and make me forget the things you do not want me to share in this podcast. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So why do you as Catholics pray to Mary? And why should you as Catholics pray to Mary? And, you know, I'm just going to take a, a really untra- non-traditional approach to this and say, for those, of, for, for those skeptics who say, like, you know, why do you pray to Mary? You shouldn't pray to Mary. I, I'm just going to bring up Our Lady of Guadalupe. Because in 1531, the image of Mary appeared on the tilma of a peasant in Mexico City. And that image is still there today. That tilma, or poncho, was made out of cactus fibers. It should have disintegrated like uh, 400 years ago, but it's still there today. And there are miraculous attributes of that tilma that cannot be explained in any other way except to say it's a miracle. So why do I bring that up? The reason I bring that up is because I want to ask the question. If you ask me, why do you Catholics pray to Mary? And Or if you say, why should we as Catholics pray to Mary? My question back to you is, who made the tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe? Who made it? Who made it possible? Who painted it? Who brought that image to our attention? And the answer is God. So why would God do that? Why would God paint on the poncho of a peasant in Mexico City in 1531? Why would he paint the image that 
is the depiction from the book of Revelation chapter 12, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, pregnant and about to give birth to a child. Why would God do that? If not to bring our attention to Mary. And I will say that it's not that we focus our attention on Mary, although God allowing this miracle to happen, clearly he wants us to look to Mary it's not that we focus on Mary, it's that Mary is a lens through which we can better see Jesus. Mary says in the Magnificat in Luke, at the beginning of Luke's Gospel, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And another translation that would be, my soul magnifies the Lord. So we don't look at Mary, we look through Mary, but Again, with the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, my question is, why would God do that? Why would God allow that to happen? Did that image come about because of the power of Mary? I doubt it. I think that image came about because of the power of God. And if that's the case, then we should look into that. We should ask ourselves, why did God want that to happen? Why did he allow that to happen? So, the other thing I want to share is implied in the question, like, why do you pray to Mary? You shouldn't pray to Mary. It's like, it's, it's the implication that we worship Mary. And there's just a couple of thoughts I want to share about that. One is that we as Catholics, I as a Catholic, I don't worship Mary. And I've never seen or heard any church document, church official, church teaching that says we worship Mary. So the question is, if we say we don't worship Mary, why would, why would you doubt that? Isn't that enough for us to say? But if it's not enough for us to say, then let me propose two things. Let's look at the catechism, which is like, you know, like a 2,000 page document, or let's look at the Missal. And, and, and the Catechism contains all the teachings of the Catholic Church, and the Missal, which is also like a couple thousand pages, contains all of the liturgies of the Church, all of the readings and all of the prayers that are said during the Mass throughout a three-year Sunday cycle or a two-year weekday cycle. And my point is that in the Catechism, if we worshipped Mary, she ought to take up more than like four pages. <laughs> right? It's, it's 2,000 pages. If we worship Mary, you'd think that she would be prominently featured for more than four pages in the Catechism. And likewise, if we worshiped Mary, the Missal, which contains the liturgy of our worship, it should prominently portray Mary. But what we, instead, what we do in our worship service, we say, you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. Okay, we, we say in our liturgy, Jesus alone is the most high. And our whole entire worship is, an, is making present again, representation of the sacrifice of Calvary. The Mass is the unbloodied memorial of the bloody sacrifice of Jesus. And it is an offering of Jesus to God the Father. We do not make a sacrifice of the body of Mary. We do not offer the body of Jesus to Mary. So we don't, we just don't worship Mary. 
I don't know how else we could say it other than trust us. If we did, wouldn't we admit it? So we don't do that. So, But we do pray to her, so why do we do that? And one way to look at that is, well, like, let's look in Scripture. Did God ever ask anyone else to pray to him? And the answer is yes. In Genesis 20, Abraham takes his wife, Sarah, and he, and he tells Abimelech that Sarah is his sister. And so Abimelech uh, takes Sarah. God came to Abimelech in a dream and said, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. And, and this guy says, wait a minute, I didn't know it was his wife. He said it was his sister. And then God said, I know that you have done this in integrity. Therefore, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you and you shall live. So God is speaking to Abimelech. Abimelech can hear God and Abimelech can respond to God. And yet God is saying, go and ask this man to pray for you and your life will be spared. And, and I'm just saying that this is an example of God asking someone else to pray to someone else rather than directly to him. And in chapter 16 of Luke's gospel, the rich man dies and he, is, he sees Abraham and he says, Abraham, send Lazarus back to warn my five brothers. He's asking Abraham to do something for the benefit of his brothers. And Abraham doesn't say that that's not something I can do. He just says it's not worth doing. But then in John's gospel, someone by the name of Lazarus is raised from the dead. So the, the question is, could the rich man ask Abraham for something? In other words, could the rich man pray to Abraham? And could Abraham then intercede on the rich man's behalf? And I think the answer is yes. And I think that if there's anyone we can pray to, if there's anyone we can ask to take our prayers to God, Mary is the best person to do that. Because we know that some prayers are more powerful than others. Jesus says this type of demon can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. So we know that some prayer is more powerful than other types of prayer, and that fasting helps make prayers stronger. But we also know from the book of James that some prayers are more powerful. Some people are more powerful as, as their, their prayers are more powerful than other people's prayers because Jesus said, or James says in his epistle, the prayers of the righteous man are powerful. So righteousness is a measure of the power of someone's prayer. And taken together with the fact that God wants us to have other people pray for us. He wants us to take our prayers to other people, as is shown in Genesis 20, but also is shown in Jeremiah 15. And um, it's, it's also seen in Luke chapter 16. Because God wants us to take our prayers to other people, for them to pray for us, which, oh, by the way, it's also seen at the end of the book of Job. Job tells, God tells Job's friends, ask Job to pray for you. Because God wants us to ask other people to pray for us, and because some 
people's prayers are more powerful, and the measure of that is their just, their righteousness, their their just attitude. Who better do we to send our prayers to than Mary, the mother of Jesus? So if you're the rich man and you're asking to have Lazarus be sent back to your five siblings, who would you rather ask? Would you rather ask Abraham for that favor? Or would you rather ask Mary for that favor? Because you can ask Abraham, and the rich man calls Abraham Father Abraham. He calls him Father Abraham twice. You could ask Abraham, and apparently Abraham's prayers are powerful, as we can see from the story with Abimelech in Genesis 20. But wouldn't you rather send your prayers to Mary, the mother of Jesus? Because after all, if Jesus is sitting there and Abraham comes along and says, Hey, Jesus, I have a request for you. And then Mary comes along and says, Hey, son, I have a request for you. Who do you think is going gonna, is gonna to have their prayers heard first? Do you think Jesus is going to answer Abraham's prayers first or Mary's prayers first? I think that Jesus is going to listen to the prayers of his mother, Mary. So for these reasons, I want to say it's, it's biblical to ask other people to pray for us. It's biblical to ask people who are more righteous to pray for us. God wants that. And therefore, it would just make sense for us to ask Mary to pray for us. And more importantly, Mary came to Fatima in Portugal in 1917, and she asked us to pray the rosary. She asked us to pray to her. She, she appeared in Quebec in Rwanda. In both of those cases, she confirmed that she can receive our prayers because she predicted things that happened. It's not by her power that those things happen, but she, God allows her to do things. God hears her prayers, and we should take our prayers to Mary. And in the case of Abraham in Genesis 20, in the case of Job, at the end of Job, I think it's chapter 40, in the case of Jeremiah 15, which is... God saying, even if Moses should ask, I wouldn't do this. In those cases of intercessory prayer, it's life and death. It's life and death situations. It's not like we're asking God for, you know, for a chance to win the lottery. That's not what our prayers are. And in the case of the rich man with Lazarus, it's not just a matter of life and death. It's a, it's a matter of eternal life and death. So I'm just saying that it seems like we ought to ask people to pray for us. And when we do that, we should ask people who are more righteous and who among all of the saints in heaven is better to take our prayers to God than Mary. And, and after all, why would God have allowed the image of Mary to appear in Guadalupe in 1531? Why would God have allowed Mary to come down to Fatima and perform a celestial miracle that was witnessed by 70,000 people? Why would God allow Mary to come to Rwanda 10 years before the genocide to warn the people and, and to make a prediction that comes true? And the answer is, is because Mary loves you. As you're listening to this podcast, whether you're in your car or you're on a treadmill or on a bike path, Mary loves you, and Mary wants you to pray to her so that she can take your prayers to her son and say, look, this is my beloved, this is your beloved disciple, Jesus, and he's asking me for this. And she's going to perfect our prayers, and she's going to get Jesus 
to answer her prayers. So we should ask Mary to pray for us. We don't worship her. And let's do that. Let's do that on a regular basis. And what better way to do that than to pray the, the rosary? And I, might I suggest we pray the seven sorrows rosary. I'm Carl Brown. Thank you for joining me in this episode today. Everybody suffers. So how can I pray for you? Send me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And remember, podcast statistics are hard to come by. So if this, if this episode was helpful to you, please let me know. My hope is that through this podcast, it can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. God bless you. Have a great day.